Praise the Lord. 10,000 reasons. Always. Always. Sometimes it doesn't feel like it, does it? Just get started. Just get started. Look at what he's made. Look at what he's done in you. Look at what he's given you. No matter what's going on. That was one of the things that the Thessalonians were experiencing when Paul wrote this letter to them. They were going through some dream-crashing difficulties. But they were still growing in their faith and increasing in their love and persevering in praise. And so let's read again from 2 Thessalonians chapter 1. 2 Thessalonians 1, verse 1. Paul, Silas, and Timothy, to the church of the, of the Thessalonians, in God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Grace and peace to you from God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. We ought always to thank God for you, brothers, and rightly so, because your faith is growing more and more. And the love every one of you have for each other is increasing. Therefore, among God's churches, we boast about your perseverance and faith in all the persecutions and trials you are enduring. All this is evidence that God's judgment is right. And as a result, you will be counted worthy of the kingdom of God for which you are suffering. God is just. He will pay back trouble to those who trouble you and give relief to you who are troubled and to us as well. This will happen when the Lord Jesus is revealed from heaven in blazing fire with his powerful angels. He will punish those who do not know God and do not obey the gospel of our Lord Jesus. They will be punished with an everlasting destruction and shut out from the presence of the Lord and from the majesty of his power on the day he comes to be glorified in his holy people and to be marveled at among all those who have believed. This includes you because you believed our testimony to you. Praise the Lord. God is just. God is righteous. He is right in everything that he does. We saw last week in the first part of this message how, how righteous he is in giving believers eternal life. Everyone who believes, everyone who believes in the Lord Jesus Christ all different nationalities, all different languages, all different socioeconomic levels, all genders, everybody, everybody who believes in the Lord Jesus Christ receives the gift of eternal life. Do you know why? Because God is just. Not because of what we've done. We saw that last week. 
Every one of us, like the children that I was speaking to in the children's message, which again was all of us, every one of us have sinned. Every one of us has fallen short of the glory of God. Every one of us deserve to be separated from God from all eternity, except for the justice of God. Because he made him who knew no sin, according to 2 Corinthians chapter 5, he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us so that we could be the righteousness of God. And that's what he's done in us. That's why believing in him is so important. He makes us the righteousness of God. Therefore, it's right for us to look forward to an eternity in his presence, regardless of whatever we've said, done, or thought. We've been forgiven because God is just. The wages of sin, he, he says in his word, throughout the word, he says the wages of sin is death. He describes that concept throughout the Old Testament, throughout the New Testament. Did you hear what Dan was reading this morning from Deuteronomy? Over and over again, he told the children of Israel, you're not getting this great place because you're so good. You're getting this great place because the inhabitants of this great place are so sinful, I'm going to judge them and I'm going to take them out of there and I'm going to give it to you. But remember, always remember, and he just says it over and over again, it's not because you're so good. Reminds us of many of the judgments in the Old Testament. Sin pays its wage death. God is just. Because he's perfect, because he's never sinned, because he's righteous in every way, because of his great glory, sin must be punished. And we thank God that in his great love for us, he demonstrated his love for us in this, that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Again, the symbol of the cross. The constant reminder to us that God is just. And he put all of our sins, because we believe in Jesus, he put all of our sins on Jesus. Jesus bore them for us. It didn't change the fact that the wages of sin is death. It just changed who the recipient of those wages would be. And Jesus received our wages. Jesus received from, from God what we deserved. Death. Now praise God in his, in his, in his great eternal plan. Because of who Jesus is, Jesus was able to be raised from the dead, literally, physically. So that he can now offer this life based on his, on, his, on his substitution for us. And he was able to do it because he's perfect. He never sinned. He's able to offer to all of us who believe that forgiveness of sins because the wages of sin have been paid by Jesus. But as the Apostle Paul continues to encourage the Thessalonians, 
not only with God's justice concerning their own situation, he's also reminding them of God's justice concerning those who do not believe and who do not obey the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. And this is a very, very sobering statement that he makes concerning God's justice in regard to those who continue in their rebellion against God. And remember and understand this. People who do not know God and who do not obey the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ, as it's described here in 2 Thessalonians, they are continuing in their personal rebellion against God. Understand that. Every single person, according to Romans chapter 1 in particular, but every single person who's ever been born has been given the ability to look at what God has made and to see what a wonderful, eternal, all-powerful God exists. They're able to see that in all of his creation. That's why his creation means so much to those of us who believe. We see his power in it every day. We see his amazing love and his grace in it every day, or at least every day that we take the time to look. But those who refuse to see him in that, refuse to acknowledge him as the creator, refuse to acknowledge him as the, as the giver of all blessings, because remember, God blesses all people whether they believe in him or not, whether they accept him or not. He continues to bless them. The air still works for their lungs just like it does for those who believe. And that's because he makes it work. Their hearts still beat thousands and thousands and thousands of times every day, every week, every month, still circulating their blood that takes that oxygen that they breathe out of the air to the rest of their bodies. He continues to make all of those things work. He continues to bring rain and sunshine to bring the crops up, to give everybody all around the world, regardless of, of, of whether they've received him or not, he continues to provide food for them. He blesses everybody. But there's coming a day, like the day came in the, in the land of, of promise for the Israelites, there's coming a day when that judgment is going to happen for everybody who continues in their rebellion against God. And that judgment is going to be severe because the sin against God has been severe. All of our sin was severe. That's why it took such an amazing sacrifice. Almighty God himself in human flesh, the maker himself, the creator himself, the sustainer of the world that he was living in, went to the cross for our sins. What a severe punishment. Because our sins were severe because of who they were against. Our perfect creator, our almighty God, our savior, that's who we sinned against. That's why Jesus had to go to the cross. And that's why the judgment that comes on those who continue to reject him, continue to turn their their face away from him, continue to turn their back on him, continue to reject the offer of salvation, of forgiveness of sins. Because remember, this offer goes out to everybody. 
Everybody has the opportunity. Some people say, well, some people have never heard about Jesus. I want to tell you something. When you, when you read the stories of the missionaries that have been going out since the days of the Apostle Paul, you know, one of the first missionaries, when you read the stories, you find out that wherever people have responded to God's creation in worship, the, the message of the gospel always follows. There will, there will not be a single person that faces this terrible judgment that Paul describes in 2 Thessalonians 1. There will not be a single person who faces that judgment who did not have the opportunity to turn to God. And they continued, and it's more than one opportunity, they continued to reject him. It's a, it's a terrible, sad story as we think about this judgment, but we, but we have to remember that it's an example, a, a tremendous example of the justness of God, of the righteousness of God. That's why it must take place. And that also then reminds us of the opportunities that we have to share this good news with other people. And I call it good news, even though it seems like terrible news, the fact that God is going to judge all of these people who reject him. But the good news is still the same. He will forgive every single person who put their trust in Jesus. Every single one. Nobody has ever sinned too much that Jesus wouldn't forgive them if they put their trust in him. Every single person, every single sinner, it doesn't matter who, it doesn't matter what, he will forgive. And so the, that's, that's the very reason that the Apostle Paul even ever visited Thessalonica. He wasn't just looking for, for some new Greek food. He went to Thessalonica for the specific purpose of telling people this good news, that even though judgment is coming because of the justice of God, even though it's coming, there is forgiveness, full and free, in the person of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. That's why he went to Thessalonica. And these people that he's writing to, they believed his testimony. They believed the story that he told of the Lord Jesus Christ. They believed his personal encounter with the Lord Jesus Christ and how, and how God changed his life that day on his way to Damascus, where he was on his way to kill more Christians and to arrest more Christians. God stopped him in his tracks. Jesus, the risen Savior, face to face with Saul, changed his name to Paul, made him an apostle, a sent one, a specific servant of Christ to go to places like Thessalonica to tell people that even though they deserved eternal judgment. And you, did you understand and, and notice the eternal nature of this, of this judgment? Look what he says. They will be punished in verse 9. They will be punished with everlasting destruction and shut out from the presence of the Lord and from the majesty of of his power. That is a severe, severe judgment. It's coming. But he told the Thessalonians, excuse me, the Thessalonians, he told them, you can be forgiven. 
Your sin isn't too great. Your rebellion against God isn't too great. It's real. It's severe, but it isn't too great. You can be forgiven because Jesus Christ, the Son of God, came and lived a perfect life, died on the cross to take upon yourself, himself, your sins. He did that for you. You can be forgiven. And you know what many of them said? We believe. We believe in Jesus. Others of them said, we got to look into this more. And they, and they read more of the Old Testament scripture to see what, what Paul said, what he was talking about. And many more of them believed. And then they chased him. You know, those unbelievers chased him out of town. But those who continued to stay there, those who believed in, in the Lord Jesus Christ and stayed there, they continued in their faith, to grow in their faith and in their love for each other, in their, in their perseverance and endurance. They continued. And others in Thessalonica were also coming to faith in Christ. They were believing this good news of Jesus Christ. And they were avoiding, in doing so, this extreme judgment. The extreme judgment happened. The extreme judgment was put on Jesus Christ. Their sin was paid for. By Jesus. And now they, by the grace and mercy of Almighty God through Jesus Christ, they were looking forward to an eternity, not separated from the glory of God, but living in the glory of God. Not devoid of the face of Jesus Christ for all eternity, but in the presence of the face of Jesus Christ for all eternity. What a blessing. What a reason to celebrate the justness of Almighty God. But all of us have thought of somebody, even this morning, as, as, as we've been reading this. All of us have thought of somebody. Oh, he needs Christ. She needs Christ. And so, let's do what the Apostle Paul did. Let's tell them. Let's tell them what Jesus has done for them. If they reject our testimony, they'll be no worse off than they already were. But if they receive our testimony and put their faith in Jesus Christ, the one who saved us, the one who forgave us, and all who believe, then they will have an eternity to look forward to that we're looking forward to. Free of all of the sin, all of the corruption, all of the the disease and the disappointment, free of all of those things in the presence of Almighty God. And so we take this announcement of the judgment that was coming on the persecutors of the believers in Thessalonica, we take this announcement of that judgment and we say, praise the just and righteous God that his judgments are right, that those who believe are judged correctly in light of the work of Jesus Christ and they will receive eternal life in the glory of God. And praise him 
that those who continue to reject him until their death or until he returns, then they will receive the death that Jesus died for them. They decide to take that on themselves and they will experience that death in an eternal way. In the meantime, we can pray and we can live a bright life in front of them for the glory of God and we can share with them the good news, the testimony that the Apostle Paul shared with them. Oh, we don't have his story as our own. We have our own stories of how God met us where he met us, of how God changed our lives, of how God forgave us of our sins, of what he's done in our lives since we invited him into our lives. We have our own stories to tell. But we can use our time, we can use our lives in light of this just God's judgment to share this good news and to broadcast it beyond ourselves. We, we heard some of the stories this morning. I thank you, Mark, for sharing some of those stories with us this morning of our involvement. See, the deaf people in, con- in the Congo need this good news too. And so we have the opportunity to be a part of that. So that those who see their creator in the things that he's made and hear the message of the, of the gospel of Jesus Christ, they also will turn to him and have eternal life around his glorious throne. And so that's what we do with this strict, stern, harsh statement of the judgment of God. We believe it. And you'll notice some of the people that you're talking to will, will tell you, yeah, I don't like the Old Testament. It's all full of judgment. I say, they hadn't read 2 Thessalonians 1. They haven't read the, they haven't read the Gospels to hear the, message of the messages that Jesus preached. They haven't read the Revelation in the New Testament. They haven't read the New Testament either because it's as full of judgment as the Old Testament is. Because God is just. He's always been just. He always will be just. There is always going to be judgment for sin. You can receive his grace, his mercy, by accepting the sacrifice of Jesus for your sins, or you can receive the payment yourselves. That's a choice you have to make. He's given you what you need. He's given you creation. He's given you a, a, a human body that, look at it, that should be enough in itself to show you his eternal power, to show you his love and his mercy. Just looking at, the, at one single human body should be enough. He's given us all these examples of his creation. And on top of that, he's given us his son. And so, have you received him? Have you received the the just judgment of God as a believer? Or are you waiting on that just judgment of God as one who continues to reject what he's done for you? In Jesus Christ. I would encourage you. As the Apostle Paul encouraged the Thessalonians. I would encourage you. 
receive Jesus Christ. And remember what that means. The, the Apostle John put it like this. A lot of people didn't receive Jesus in his own day, but he said this, to those who did receive him, to those who believed on his name, he gave the right to become children of God. That's what it means to receive him. Believe in him. Believe that he alone could receive the wages of our sin and give us the gift of eternal life. Let's bow together for prayer. Our Heavenly Father, we thank you this morning again for being just. We don't know anyone as just as you. We don't know anything as just as you. But injustice drives us crazy. And so we're thankful that you are not unjust, but that you're just in every way, that you're right in every way, that you're holy, set apart from sin in every way. And we thank you that because of that, Jesus Christ, your son, was able to take upon himself the wages of our sins. And so we praise you this morning. All of us who believe, we praise you. We praise you for the future that we have to look forward to because of the gift of eternal life that you've given us in Jesus Christ. But we also grieve for the just penalty that those who continue to reject you will receive. And so we ask that you would fill us with your spirit in our grief to share this good news if we haven't and to share it again if we have with those that we know who still need Christ, who are still headed for that fiery judgment described by Paul in this letter. And Father, help us to remember when we read these words and and other words like them, help us to remember that you are just and that you are righteous in all of your judgments. And Father, we pray that you would prepare the hearts of those that we know, those that we'll be sharing with, those that you'll bring us into contact with, that you'd prepare their hearts to say yes to the gospel, the good news, to say, yes, I need Jesus. I receive Jesus. I believe that he is enough for me. Prepare their hearts, Father, even the hearts of any who are in our service this morning, that they would say, yes, Jesus, I need you. I believe in you. Forgive me of my sins and take charge of my life. Use me in a way that others might also find forgiveness in you. And we pray it in Jesus' name, our Savior, our sacrifice. Amen.